Hello and welcome to the Marketing Agility Podcast. I'm John Cash, your host. This podcast is a place where marketers can discuss, debate, and learn about ways to adapt agile principles to meet the needs of an increasingly social and real-time marketing world. Before we meet today's guest, I'd like to introduce my co-host of the podcast, Frank Day. Welcome, Frank. Hey, John. How are you doing today? Very well. I'm, I'm back in Massachusetts, moved up from North Carolina, and uh, it's cold and windy outside. I know. What, well, what's it was, going on? It was great to see you the other day. The, the listeners will be pleased to, to know that we, we actually got together in person for the first time in probably over a year. And, yes, uh, that's true. I had had the afternoon off from work and was sitting in my backyard smoking up some ribs while John was hanging out and having a cold drink and enjoying a glorious day in Boston. That's right. It was uh, it was actually sunny for once. So uh, that was nice. It's nice to be back and happy to be doing yet another uh, you know, it, podcast. I'm excited to introduce our guest today, which is Kristen Herson, VP of Corporate Marketing for Strong Mail. Kristen, welcome. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Great. Now, you've been with Strongmail since 2004, and you run all the corporate marketing efforts. I was just wondering how you actually started uh, using Agile t- uh, marketing techniques. Sure. Well, I, you know, I was actually using Agile techniques before I really knew that they were Agile. Um, and I started using them right around the time that I joined Strongmail because we are obviously a direct marketing company. We're an email marketing and social media provider. And, and when I got here in the spirit of eating your own dog food, um, you know, I, I decided to kind of adapt my programs to, to, to be more agile in the sense that, that we're constantly testing and refining. You know, direct marketing by nature is, is very results-oriented and very results-focused. And so you know, I started buying kind of smaller, investing in smaller programs and seeing what would work before um, I dialed up the investment in the, in the programs that were working and dialed down investment in the programs that were not. So it was, it was very much in line and is very much in line with our DNA as a company and, and what we stand for. And we were talking a little bit before the podcast recording about the nature of uh, how you do marketing, which I believe is that you're, you're very much focused on inbound lead. How is Agile affecting the process of, of developing inbound leads and, and testing content? Well, I'd say, you know, that the highest long-term benefit is that it's enabled, you know, being, being so nimble and flexible has enabled us to, in the big picture, create a steady stream of leads for our sales team. So, whereas I know a lot of other email service providers have a heavy focus on outbound marketing, um, here at StrongMail, we have a heavy focus on generating, generating inbound interest and opportunities for our sales team. Um, and I don't believe that I would be able to do that if, if I wasn't uh, agile in my approach. You know, you need to, to constantly be testing and refining and know if something is, is not working and be, and be able to shift that midstream in order to ensure that, that continual stream of, of awareness and leads. So it's really a part of the nature of how you're generating marketing that you think uh, the agile process has really helped uh, generate more leads because you've been able to move faster. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we were also talking a little bit about uh, press releases. Uh, I, I thought it was interesting. You were telling some stories about that. Could you tell me how Agile techniques have, have helped with uh, press release development? Well, in the same vein, you know, anyone who's ever been involved with a press release calendar knows that things are constantly shifting under your feet, especially if, you're, if it in any way involves one of the large enterprise clients that we happen to cater to. So they may say that they're interested in a case study or a new customer announcement, but large corporations don't move nearly as quickly as a company our size. 
So many times you may have something slotted on the calendar that falls out or moves and, and you need to, to constantly think on your feet and be able to fill those news holes with new announcements. And I'm proud to say that we've been able to you know, generate on average a, a press release a week by using our, our agile te- techniques. And so we've been able to, to generate a, a steady stream of awareness where, you know, based on the reports that we get from our, our PR monitoring service, we're actually in, in one of the top three ESPs in terms of share of voice. And, and we're very proud of that. Hey, Kristen, it's Frank. Hi, Frank. It's starting to think about some of the news that hit, hits the wire too, right? As a marketer, it's always this challenge, the velocity of social media and everything that's going out in the blogosphere. How's Agile helped you with that? Oh, you know, in, in exactly the same, I would say social media needs to be even more Agile, you know, given that it's, it's social media is really, it's a real-time marketing endeavor. And I have a community manager on our team who's responsible for all of our social media marketing efforts and managing uh, both our customer community and our internal community for employees. And, and she's continually you know, responding to, to what's happening in the Twitter sphere and on Facebook and the blogger sphere and monitoring the LinkedIn groups. And, and, and a lot of, t- you know, there have been times where we've taken topics from, you know, from the Twitter sphere and, and uh, either applied that to our business or applied that to, to marketing campaign ideas. So I have to ask you a question. Did, did you guys do a tiger blog post when Charlie Sheen was on <laughs> <laughs> I know that's the shameless of shameless. I know, uh, I know. Um, tests that are out there. I yeah, I do. The, I dabbled a lot. <laughs> I, I dabbled a lot in spreading that personally, but not professionally. <laughs> 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 yeah. So absolutely, absolutely. I would say you have to be the most agile in social media. You know, of all of the different marketing vehicles in my marketing mix, that's probably the most agile. I wonder, I'm just thinking in a way, um, not that people don't already do this, but I'm thinking with agile techniques and uh, it almost provides a framework for social media in the sense that, you know, if somebody asks, well, how do you get involved with social media? Well, here's a framework for you. You know, you know that you're going to do something. You don't know quite what it is, but you're going to be planning based on that day or that week and it's going to be based on the news. So it's it's almost like a to-do, which is, you know, today or this week, we will have some sort of press release or we're going to have a campaign in social media and we don't know what it's going to be, but we're going to make it up based upon what's going on in the background. Is is that sort of how it happens for you folks? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say that's fair, but I would I would also layer in, I mean, I like to mix agile concepts with a traditional planning framework. So, so I generally have something slated or maybe a bucket of topics, um, you know, perhaps some that are evergreen that you can apply and, and, and pull out when as needed. But if something is more interesting or of the moment, by all means, we should start talking about that instead. So, you, so you're continually reevaluating the, the news pipeline and the topic pipeline based on what's being discussed. Are there any other benefits that you found from from agile techniques, maybe with helping uh, that stream of leads come in? Any other benefits? So, I mean, in just in general, I feel like I feel like I owe the success of our programs to an agile approach, like just from an overall perspective, because it's really, I mean, it's really a holistic approach. And I don't believe that, that we would be able to have the steady stream of awareness or the steady stream of leads that we do if we were using a more rigid approach. Kristen, you had talked a bit about 
closing the loop on your programs as well, right? That being in an agile mode, you're being more responsive, you're monitoring what's going on. And then how does your team handle that? Having all that data? And I guess you probably... Yeah, so I um, I have weekly meetings with my team where I get everyone together to, to talk through all of the projects that they're working on that, that might impact each other. But the way that I have my team structured is they're all specialists in their own domain. So they don't necessarily have to meet on a daily basis in the way that a development team would per se because there aren't as many interdependencies between what they do. I found that meeting on a weekly basis is actually you know, a, a better cadence for, for the team meetings. However, I do meet with them daily you know, depending on, on what they're working on and, and, and you know, how, how influx that is. And then, and then we reevaluate our programs on a monthly basis. So g- getting back to what I, I believe John was alluding to earlier, you know, maybe you have a, a, or I do have a set schedule where I will just buy, you know, media in, in specific spots that I know have performed really well. And we will apply, we'll apply new content and new topics to those programs, depending on what's current and what's hot. So monthly meetings in, in, in vernacular, I guess, sprints that people would say in the scrum world, but weekly meetings of the yes. team, but daily, maybe daily yeah. catch up. And, and the monthly, and the monthly, it's not a monthly meeting. It's a monthly, I guess, phase. I think sprint is probably, that's a, that's a good term because it's, that's when I reevaluate. Okay. So what's, did that work? Is that something that we maybe want to extend into the next month or, you know, do we want to move forward with another program that I have in the queue? And stay, I guess, and it allows you to be adaptive with what Absolutely. you're doing. So before before we jumped on the podcast, you were talking a little bit about the, the face of the marketplace that you compete in, email marketing, and, and how Agile, how you yes, feel like Agile um, so relates to that. Strongmail, we're an email service provider, and um, when we came onto the scene in 2004, we were entering a very crowded marketplace. There's over 300 email service providers, and then marketing automation vendors that also have email components, and just a tremendous amount of competition and noise um, in, in a very saturated, very mature marketplace. So, yeah, I mean, like 97% of companies in the United States have sent some form of email marketing. So when we came onto the scene, we felt... It, it was a challenge to to get our name heard, right, and to be and to become a well recognized brand within such a crowded marketplace. And and I truly believe um, that using these agile concepts have enabled us to be more competitive because and it's it's using agile concepts in conjunction with good people. I can't stress that enough, right? You need you need a solid team of smart people that can that can think on their feet, turn on a dime, and generate really quality content. That, that's engaging and, and valuable to our target audience, but but with those two, by by combining that human capital with the agile technologies, we've been able to really you know burst onto the scene in a way that that has impressed a lot of our competition and helped us gain a tremendous amount of market share. We were also talking, I think, before the the podcast about how you deal with long-term marketing campaign as well. Are there some things that you, you just can't plan in a, in a short period of time, such as events? How do you handle those? So I, I'm a true believer in a real marketing mix. So generally what I like to do is, is build out a marketing plan for the year, and that will include some trade shows and events that you really can't be as agile with. You, could, you, know, you can be agile with what you decide to do with those events, but many times you have to sign contracts for events a year out and they're non-refundable if you decide to change your mind closer to the event. So you have to be pretty sure that you're making an investment 
in the right event. And the interesting thing about events is that when you're evaluating performance, a lot of times people will make the mistake of, of looking at events you know, within a 30 to 60 day window and say, oh, well, this only generated X number of opportunities within a 30 to 60 day window. So I don't know that this is, this is a, a valuable thing to keep in my media mix. But with events, you'll, you'll notice, and what I've noticed over time, is that they actually have a long-term payoff. So they're really good for getting your brand in front of people that may have never heard of you before. They'll file it away, especially with something like email marketing, where they're working on two-year or three-year contracts. Like They'll file it away in the back of their head, and then they'll say, okay, when my contract's up for renewal, I want to go talk to Strongmail again, because I remember they had something really cool last time I saw them at that trade show. So we'll find people entering our pipeline a year later, two years later, and the, and the original lead source was an event. But you have to make sure that you're looking um, at your ROI from both a short-term and a long-term perspective because, as everyone knows, there's, there's a lot of different stages in the customer life cycle, and looking at it from a short-term perspective, I think, is, is short-sighted. That's interesting. I mean, that's the first time we've heard someone articulate it that way, that maybe waterfalls going to have a stronger role in your marketing planning for awareness-based programs and maybe we think I think you need both, you know. I think I think I think you need a waterfall backbone and but you need to be able to think on your feet and be agile and don't be afraid to drop something if there's if there's a more relevant or pertinent topic that comes up that that you should be talking about now. I had a colleague who used to describe it as being ruthless, which is not a word you hear in marketers use a lot. <laughs> no, you hear it in sales, but not in marketing. <laughs> That's the truth. Well, great, Kristen. We're starting to bump up against it a little bit for time. So I just thought I'd take a moment to try and recap some of the points that you made, which were our overall theme we were talking about today was five ways that agile approaches can help marketers. And I think I summarized it in five points, which is one, for your team, it helps your team test messaging faster. Absolutely. And number two, I had uh, being more nimble with your press releases or your internal news. Uh, number three, being able to be more responsive to the Epsilon breaches and uh, Sony PlayStation and Tiger Blood noise on the on the Twitterverse and the blogosphere and all that. We were able, yes on that point we were able um, we were able to turn around a campaign on that news within 24 hours. We had information in the sales team's hands. We had you know bylined articles placed in Forbes. We had a white paper written and av- and started advertising that. So that was certainly agility. Perfect example. Spirit of agility. Absolutely. Absolutely. Number four, keep your team focused on results. And number five, being more competitive, I guess, in the fact that you're saying in in the email marketing market, 300 competitors all fighting over for mind share within your customer base. Is there anything else we missed in that list, do you think? No, I think think that covers it. You know, and and maybe just my last point, which was that that I do believe you should apply a mix, that being 100% agile may not may not serve you in certain cases, but that by applying agile techniques to solid planning backbone, then you get the best of both worlds and can, I think, get a, get a strong leg up on your competition. Well, great, Kristen. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. We, we really appreciate you telling us something about Strongmail and how you're using agile marketing techniques. Thank you. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining us here on the Marketing Agility Podcast. Thanks. Uh, also to my uh, co-host Frank. Thanks, John. You can learn more about the Marketing Agility podcast at the blog and also we're on iTunes. So until next time, keep on uh, using those marketing agile techniques. Thanks again. Bye-bye.